1: Welcome to our show tonight. This is Polygamy What Love Is This, and I am your host, Doris Hansen and it's great to have you with us tonight and join us for an hour of your evening. We're here every Thursday night to present information about Mormon fundamentalism, which began with Joseph Smith, who called polygamy celestial marriage. It's a practice that came from the command of man. It did not come from the command of God, and that's one of the things that we talk about constantly on our program. And with us tonight is our guest co-host Earl Erskine, and together we are going to discuss recent happenings and events in the FLDS polygamy group. Welcome and Thanks
0: glad to me. have you back. Thanks for having me, Gordon. <laughs> back it. again.
1: Uh, you know, we, we talked about your health one time yeah. uh, a, a few weeks ago. Are you still feeling good? Things still going well? I feel
0: very good. I appreciate all the prayers and support everyone's given me. So mm-hmm. I know I've had I, a lot of
1: people ask. Yeah. Even recently, I've had people ask. Yeah, so I just really thought good. maybe we'd let I'm our viewers well. know. Thank you. That's good. OK, and, and we do appreciate people who care uh, for Earl and for our show. Uh, in response to our show of March 13th about Mormonism's belief that they can become gods and have their own planets, and we did the whole show on March 13th about that. We've had uh, quite a bit of response from that. And there was a particular email that I thought that maybe we should share with our viewers and also the answer that we gave the writer of the email. So you're yeah, going to read it. Let me read answer? this
0: email. It was sent Monday, March 24th of 2014. It says... I am a non-denominational born again Christian that God took out of Mormonism several years ago. When the Mormons speak of God and refer when the Mormons speak of speaks of God and refers to all the Bible, Bible scriptures that refer to there being only one God, they have no problem with that because to them it means the God of this earth and the only God they have to concern themselves with and worship. He is a man that was exalted and created this earth and he is their god when a mormon becomes exalted he will have his own world or worlds and those inhabitants will know him as their only one and true god and there are no others i've tried to teach the only true god to them but they are blind to that truth due to the heretical teachings of joseph smith and his cohorts and it's like talking to a brick wall thanks for your program keep up the good work loving christ wj
1: Okay, we do appreciate the emails that we receive in response to the shows that we uh, do. And the answer that I gave to this gentleman uh, is this. We understand that man's comments about uh, uh, what this man's comments were about Mormonism and what they think and what they believe about God and that they believe that our God of this earth is the only God with which we have to do. However, although probably more Mormons watch our show than polygamists do, and that's probably because there's more Mormons than polygamists, our show primarily targets the polygamists and what they believe. But interestingly, they believe basically the same on this issue as the mainline Mormon Church does. But polygamists do believe that living polygamy will help them become gods in their own right. They believe that our God is the only God with whom we have to do, but they also believe there are uncountable gods in the universe all of these gods are polygamists because joseph smith and brigham young taught that the only way you can become a god is to be a polygamist the verses that we quoted in isaiah Mm. that during that show and there were many of them however they are all very clear there is no other god ever Anywhere, everywhere, at any time, at any place, in the past, now, or in the future. No gods ever. Although we agree that their thinking of and and the resistance to biblical truth is like coming up against a brick wall. Still, we trust that God's word has power, and quoting His word to our viewers may prompt even one person to doubt and subsequently to check out their doubts and find the truth and when that happens we've accomplished our purpose even one soul is valuable to God whether it's from the polygamy group or the mainline LDS church or anyone else So we will continue to bring God's word to bear on issues of this culture. Polygamy, what love is this, is primarily focused on bringing biblical truths to the polygamists so that they will know and understand that polygamy never was God's command to anyone ever. Our show is designed to reveal error and replace it with the biblical truth. Jesus said that if we follow his teachings, then we are truly his disciples and then we'll know the truth and the truth will set you free and truth matters it does it matters, but I don't think people think that Well, truth is wherever you find it and whatever you might think it is but that isn't true in John chapter 4 Jesus said that God accepts only worshipers who worship him in spirit and in truth truth is imperative if you want to know God religion is an imperative if you want to know God polygamy is not imperative or required to know God, and it never was, despite anything and everything that Joseph Smith said, threatened, or promised. Polygamy is from man, not from God, and that can easily be proven by its results. For instance, let's look at another polygamist reality TV show being foisted upon us by TLC. It boggles our minds how polygamy can be so celebrated, and the show is called My Five Wives. And I think you were just talking earlier that yeah. you and your wife had watched that. We
0: Watched the first episode just to see how what it was about. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. Did you
1: get your your ears <laughs> full? <laughs> what we was did. All about? We learned a lot. We talked a lot about sister wives on this show. So of course we have got to talk about my five wives, and and that family and the sister wives family are not normal polygamous family. Everyone needs to know that right up front. And even at that, there is definitely an undercurrent. Of sadness and jealousy in these families—is yeah. that what you found in the yeah, show? Yeah,
0: there was a lot of uh, angst, and I think a lot of jealousy and a lot of uh, conflict here and there. Mm-hmm. Sure, you've got it, it, five different women. It has
1: to be, doesn't <laughs> it? Yeah. That, that no woman should ever be forced to deal with this in their marriage. None. God wants peace and contentment in marriage, and he wants each man to have his own wife and each woman to have her own husband. And this new TV show features Brady Williams, and he's got five wives, not four like Cody had. He's he's got five. And the Williams family clan, uh, they they claim that telling their story has been liberating, that they can be open in what they believe. Uh, Don't you, you feel that that's kind of a little misleading?
0: Okay. i don't know what the motivation is to be able to share this lifestyle i, I don't know if it, there's a financial consideration here and i talk about liberating the way they were portraying themselves is uh, i thought kind of down was a was a problem for the whole concept mm-hmm. of of having so many wives and 24 children and
1: i would think that would be a of, big problem yeah, but i would think but, but, but this culture we've been we've been able to talk about polygamy for a long long time in this culture without fear so when they say that all of a sudden they can start talking about it yeah. and they they can be open about what they believe, I think that's misleading mm-hmm. because they've been able to do that for a long time. They have t- 24 children. Um, at one time they belonged to the Apostolic United Brethren polygamy group, better known as the All Red Polygamy Group. And they say that they left that group several years ago, but they continue to practice polygamy because they prefer the lifestyle. Well, we find that interesting, but we question why they gave up following the teachings of Joseph Smith, if they really did. Polygamy is required... By their polygamous God, in order to be worthy of polygamous heaven, that is exactly what polygamists believe and teach. So, has this family completely shed their Mormon beliefs and rejected Joseph Smith altogether? Was there any indication of that? You in know, the- I
0: didn't get a lot of religion out of the first episode. That may come out later. Uh, they did pray in the in the name of Jesus Christ, but to. to to really get a sense that they were extremely religious, I didn't get that sense.
1: That's interesting because yeah. that's why they live polygamy is because that God well, they say God I may commands it.
0: Well, it might not come
1: <laughs> until down the, the next few shows yeah. too. This show, along with Sister Wives' program, is effectively breaking down the social barriers that are set up against religious adultery. And at some point in the future, their agenda is to force polygamy to become legalized. Sister wives succeeded in their agenda to get polygamy decriminalized, but that's not enough. Pro-polygamists now want it legalized and that could open a whole new can of worms, let me tell you. There are two things that bother us most about these shows. First of all, they glamorize polygamy to make it look like something it isn't.
0: Yeah, they do try to to give the idea that everything's happy that they're uh, getting along well and that there's no problem that there are no problems yeah Mm -hmm. and they live in duplexes next to there's two duplexes Uh, two families live each one has their own home and two of them live in one duplex or Side one by side, side, and then yeah. two, another two, and then there's a I think a fifth one that lives maybe with lives the other somewhere group somewhere
1: else. Yeah. But uh, so they make it look like it's something is not like it's a it's a good way of life, and really underneath it isn't. And then they claim that the Bible, because the Bible records polygamy, it must be okie dokie with God. They seem to think that when the Bible records something, it that God is commanding it. But that's the farthest thing from the truth. there can be the bible records a lot of things that god doesn't like to happen polygamy was never commanded and we challenge anyone uh, we always challenge them to find us any place in the bible one place where god commanded polygamy now the williams family um, claim their family is similar to non-polygamous families he says it's normal times five (laughs) well you know cody brown said um love should be multiplied, not divided. That was his little saying. Uh-huh. And now Brady's saying it's normal times five. Well, well, with Cody Brown, it was uh, love multiplied for him, but divided for the women. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: So you know, we have yeah. to look at the other side of the coin. And normal times five isn't normal, is it?
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's that this family is neither a normal polygamous family, and it certainly isn't uh, like a normal monogamous family. Of course, they always manage to get to the bedroom doors in this TV shows, trying to solve the mystery of which wife will get her husband's attention for that night. And on sharing their husbands, Brady Williams suggested that the wives stop coming to him to work out their problems, but to work them out with one another because it only leads to shouting and hurt feelings when they involve him well guess what in the polygamous home there's always a loser there's always hurt feelings always someone who gets the short end of the deal there's always inequity always loneliness always jealousies and always a shortage of resources. And this attitude of Brady's reflects the attitude of most polygamous men. In other words, he is saying to his wives, don't bother me with your problems. I'm here for the enjoyment of polygamy and what it brings, not for the adversity that polygamy brings. You women get to handle all the bad stuff yourself. Leave me out of it. A different polygamous man referred to it that he didn't want to be burdened with his wife's baggage. Isn't that sweet? And that's the way it is in the kingdom of polygamy. But God designed marriage to be an equal platform and an equal partnership, an equal and fulfilling relationship between a man and his wife. But if as God ordained a man and wife to become one, shouldn't her problems also be his problems? Shouldn't her pain also be his? shouldn't what she cares about also be what he cares about? And so we challenge every polygamous man to follow God's will and invite all your wives to share all their burdens with you and that you will handle them and that you will love her as God commanded like Jesus loves the church. I doubt there's a polygamous man on the planet who would be inclined Or capable of such a radical thing as to carry all the burdens of his wives all the time of course our viewers pretty much know our opinion of polygamy so I went on the web and I found and this was a pro TLC website and I thought it would be interesting to share some of their comments of what the viewers thought about my five wives and so we are going to read a few of those those quotes Yeah, you're gonna go on the screen
0: first of all They all seem so unhappy and desperate for the little bits of attention that they can get from their husband, was one quote. Another one is, I can't imagine sitting back and watching my husband impregnating four other women, all the while smiling and pretending that's normal.
1: See, he said... It's normal times five, yeah. And this viewer right here knows it's not normal.
0: Maybe normal for him, but not <coughs> so much for the women. Is that <laughs> well? It is. Well, that when isn't normal s- for him either.
1: Probably. <coughs> well, it's not. The, the men get the short end of the stick in polygamy too, because they don't yeah. know what it is to share uh, yeah. or to have a marriage exclusively yeah, between himself share. and his wife. Another remark was, <coughs> "I really," or "I would really like to see if this guy allows his wives." to have five husbands. (laughs) Now that's a good thing to wonder about, Earl. Another one is,
0: those wives sure seem to cry a lot. They must be very unhappy deep inside to cry so much.
1: And another comment, we try hard to think Excuse me, we try hard to think how it must be similar to our regular monogamy, but it's just not. All these polygamy wives do is sanction his new mistresses that he'll add to his harem. No, thank you. Not in this life or any other.
0: And one more, it says, ne- never seen so much crying in all my life before these polygamous shows.
1: <laughs> and that's pretty descriptive. It actually surprised me that a huge percentage of the remarks on that pro-TLC website, actually of the viewer's comments, were, uh, were of revulsion. They were a negative against this show and of the players of My Five Wives and of TLC for broad- broadcasting yet another polygamy show. Polygamous women cannot hide their pain. It shows no matter how hard they try to stuff it or to place a smile while they're crying in the inside, her, play, her pain is always evident. Polygamist women compete for attention from their husband, and that's wrong. God said a man is to leave his father and mother and cling to his wife, that the two shall be one flesh. Never did God have in mind that a man cling to multiple wives or cling to a false religion or cling to a false prophet like Joseph Smith and his false doctrine of polygamy. God said the husband is to leave his old life behind and cling to his wife singular and committed. And as always, we need to bring Joseph Smith's behavior to bear on this culture of polygamy. He pursued more wives than he ever got, but he did get 34 of them. Joseph Smith approached faithful follower Benjamin Johnson one day, telling him he wanted to marry her sister, Almira. And we are going to quote this incident from Todd Compton's great book entitled, in sacred loneliness and this is what happened it's
0: on page 296 it says for the lord had revealed to him that plural or patriarchal marriage was according to his law and that the lord had not only revealed it to him but had commanded him to obey it he said god had revealed to him the ancient order of plural marriage one of his first thoughts was to ask julia johnson for some of her daughters his words astonished me and almost took my breath if a thunderbolt had fallen at his feet, he could hardly have been more shocked or amazed. He was too stunned. Benjamin's initial response to the whole affair was one of disgust and severe depression. To me, there was a horror in the idea of speaking to my sister upon such a subject, and the thought of it, thought of which made me sick.
1: And we wonder. How this culture can hear commands of repugnance like this from so-called religious leaders and believe they came from God. The thinking and the behavior can't be from God. God is good. God is love. He is true. He's unchangeable. God doesn't cheat or lie. He's faithful. He's holy. He's the one who said not to commit adultery. How would he say that? How can anyone really believe that God lowered his standards and allowed, even commanded a man like Joseph Smith to say polygamy was okay and then proceed to take other men's wives, young teenage girls in their puberty? He even married two women when they were eight months pregnant and he married stepdaughters as part of his plural wife system. Do you really believe that God is behind that? I mean, just think about it. When God said, love your neighbor, he didn't have polygamy in mind, but it seems that that's what Joseph Smith interpreted it that he meant. No, in fact, God did say that without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Holiness cannot include polygamy and the hurt and the pain that polygamy brings into families. That's not from God. Joseph Smith did say that some of his relation, revelations were from God and some were for him, from himself and that some were from the devil. And polygamy definitely is not from God. It was either from himself and or the devil but not, or both. But what is clear, honest thinking, uh, what person can follow a religion? Yeah. Uh, that kind of a man. Isaiah yeah. has something to say he about did. that. He
0: did. Isaiah five twenty through tw- twenty one. It said, "Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight."
1: And I think that's what we're seeing with the doctrine yeah. of polygamy and the yeah. culture of polygamy, and people are trapped in it. Yeah. There's just so many.
0: And it is illegal, right?
1: it is illegal (laughs) it's still illegal yeah the judge didn't legalize it he just took the teeth out of the law but it is still still illegal illegal. on the books and so we can't call something as evil as polygamy a good thing god has pronounced a woe on those who follow these ungodly doctrines that joseph smith introduced into mormonism joseph smith laid a, a shaky foundation For mormonism and polygamy is and was part of mormonism and any doubts that anyone has about any of these need to be checked out now uh, we do have we want to do some updates some on what has been going on in the flds polygamy group we don't have time tonight for everything but we're just going to get through as much as we can because there's been some things that's been happening and a couple of them have been good and a couple of them have been tragic on march 27th uh, just last week a man by the name of lauren holm who is an exiled member of the flds polygamy group and a resident of colorado city he actually won a court battle for sole custody of his eight minor children who had been in the custody of his previous polygamous wives he had been restricted by those wives and their relatives from seeing his children because of the wives' faithful but blind obedience to the FLDS group and profit. Another ex-FLDS member said that he was closely watching this court case because he's in the same boat and that perhaps it will be a successful effort where more than 100 other exiled men from the FLDS may be able to also get custody of their children who are imprisoned in the FLDS system and their community. We often think of polygamy hurting women and children, but men are often also caught in the pain and the inequities of the system. In fact, most all members are exploited by their polygamous leadership in one way or another. A few years ago, Lauren Holm was informed that he was judged unfaithful by Lyle Jeffs, the FLDS Bishop. He was ordered out of the community and told to repent from a distance, to leave his wives and children behind, not contact them. He didn't know what his unfaithful deeds may have been because they don't always tell them and sometimes they're trumped up charges anyway. His brainwashed wives rejected his attempts to contact them, so he finally filed the lawsuit for custody of his kids in order to retrieve them from the abuses and abusive polygamy group. One of his ex-wives was present at the court proceedings to testify. And whenever a negative testimony was being given about the FLDS or its leadership, she would cover her ears or stick her fingers in her ears, or she would get up and run out of the courtroom to make sure that she heard nothing that would make her question or doubt her prophet. Typical of many of this culture, who refused to listen to the truth. Doubts are a good thing. It's too bad this woman refused to even let a doubt come into her head. If she did, she may hear some truth and get out of this abusive polygamous lifestyle. A sister of Warren Jeffs was one of the witnesses in this trial, and she gave details of how Warren Jeffs, her brother, sexually assaulted her, his sister, as a child. This kind of sexual abuse is normal in all the polygamy groups, behavior that is never reported. And we are glad that this man got these children out because now he, is, he has got them in a monogamous home, not a polygamous home. And we pray that they at some point will find and embrace the true loving God of the Bible whose love is unconditional and who doesn't punish, but saves, and that is unique in the polygamous culture to know that God loves us. He's not here to punish us. And you, you don't, don't
0: get it. that feeling in polygamy, do you? I mean, it's always a guilt. You don't know that God loves you at all. He's out
1: to punish us. If we do something yeah. wrong, God is sad about us, or yeah. he, he's, he's sad that we did this, we made him unhappy, and just all this guilt trip stuff that just yeah. isn't true.
0: John 3 17 we all know this one for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him
1: so he didn't send Jesus to condemn but to save
0: for God so loved the world
1: that's right and the world is saved through Jesus Christ the world isn't saved through polygamy the world isn't saved through Joseph Smith or the Mormon Church or any other system. And it's sad that this culture of Mormonism cannot fathom the biblical God who loves unconditionally and doesn't force us to earn His love, nor does He boot us out the moment that we do something wrong or fail to behave in cookie-cutter ways. But to enter into His kingdom, God insists on truth. Now, as we update... On news from the FLDS polygamy group please keep in mind that there are other polygamy groups patterned after Joseph Smith's teachings the FLDS is not the only one there's others and these groups are not in the news right now but the same kinds of illegal activities and cover-ups and suppression and oppression and crimes against women and children are being perpetrated by these other groups and just because they're not making news right now isn't an indication that they're doing what's right. All the polygamy groups are oppressive. Human and women's rights are violated in all these groups on a regular basis. Now, we do have more to share, but right now we're going to open up the time for our viewers to call in and make comments or ask questions. Uh, We're going to open the phone lines. Our number is 801-973-8820. Uh, 973-TV-20. And while we're waiting for the calls to come in, we do have our message to share with you.
2: You are watching Polygamy, What Love Is This? Broadcasting live from Salt Lake City, Utah. This program is the broadcast outreach of A Shield and Refuge Ministry. Shield and Refuge is a point of first contact for Mormon fundamentalists who question the doctrines of the religion or who are actively seeking for an opportunity to escape the polygamist lifestyle. Examining the claims of fundamentalist doctrine against the backdrop of biblical truth is central to our efforts. We invite you to contact us. Call toll-free at 877-425-9993 or email us at tv at aboutpolygamy.com we want you to know that we've made available to you some outstanding resources free of charge you will find them at our website www.whatloveisthis.tv there you will find the dvd lifting the veil of polygamy which documents the real life stories told firsthand of those who were lifted out of the culture of polygamy through the power and love of jesus christ also free of charge to you is the booklet, Is Polygamy Biblical? It explores plural marriage in the context of God's Word and answers questions like, did God ever command polygamy? Is it part of God's plan? While you are at our website, make sure to take advantage of the archived episodes of this program, which can stream on demand directly to your computer. There are more than 100 shows to choose from. And if someone you know is unable to view this program via live broadcast, Recommend that they visit this same website every Thursday at 8 p.m. Mountain Time to watch this show through live streaming video. Simply follow the links to the live streaming video page. If you are watching live tonight, we invite you to call us as we open our phone lines. The number is 801-973-TV20. That's 801-973-8820. Now... Back to Polygamy, What Love Is This with our host, Doris Hansen.
1: Welcome back to our show, Polygamy, What Love Is This. I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and we're talking tonight with our guest co-host, Earl Erskine, some of the updated information yes, that's going no. on in our culture with polygamy, polygamy groups, the TV show, My Five Wives, yeah. and uh, just kind of updating on current events. Um, our phone lines are open. eight zero one nine seven three tv twenty eight zero one nine seven three eight eight two zero Give us a call if you'd like to ask us a question or make a comment. You know, polygamy groups are well known for their practice of illegal child labor, teaching children responsibility and an honest work. Ethic is a good thing but the purpose for child labor in polygamy communities is that it saves them a ton of money and helps produce wealth for their group. The FLDS again is in the news for their illegal use of children being used as free labor. They were in the news some time ago for using their children in harvesting pecans. Now you might ask well what's wrong with harvesting pecans or children doing that? Well under normal circumstances nothing is wrong but the FLDS would take them out of school to work the pecan orchards. The women and children work the harvest, but they don't get paid for their labor. The money that is made from their labor goes to Warren Jeffs and the FLDS group. As always, the children are kept away from the people uh, who don't belong to the FLDS, and attempts were made by several people to talk with someone about what's going on, what's what are they doing, but no one would ever make a comment. Finally, one CNN reporter said that he was able to uh, get a woman to say something, a woman, uh, an FLDS woman, and this is what she said, it's all good because it's being done for God and for the prophet. As is true for all these polygamy groups and Mormonism at large, they are trying to work themselves into God's graces, to work themselves into their prophet's grace, and work their way into heaven. But that's impossible. Someone who found out about this said, it's terrible that the children labor like this without any laws to protect them. How pitiful for the parents who do not care or or more intend upon pleasing their prophet. Well, I'm sorry, whoever said that, there are laws to protect these children. The laws are being ignored by the polygamists, by their leadership, by those who made the laws, and by those who are supposed to enforce the laws. And a news article in September of 2013 reported that the pecan rancher who was accused of child labor violations agreed to take precautions to prevent future violations. They said that the Utah law may not apply, but federal law may apply. So what's wrong with Utah? Especially when it comes to protecting the unprotected in all these polygamy groups. And there are tens of thousands of members in these groups. Now, if the laws that are already on the books had been and were being enforced, perhaps a 14-year-old boy who died March 10th last month, maybe he would still be alive today. On Monday, March 10th, in Colorado City, Arizona, a 14-year-old FLDS boy was operating a forklift. Reports say that the boy was working at a construction site, operating the forklift, and it started to tip. And so he jumped off, thinking that it would save his life. But he jumped the wrong way, and the forklift tipped over on top of him and killed him. The Mojave County Sheriff's Department and the Arizona Child Protective Services are investigating the death of this young boy. And time will tell if they actually do anything about it. But sadly, history tells us they won't. Reports from observers claim that they see 10-year-old FLDS boys doing roofing jobs and young boys operating heavy equipment on FLDS construction jobs. And I've spoken to lost boys from the FLDS who have confirmed that by the time they're 12 years old, uh, some even younger than that, they know how to operate most pieces of heavy equipment. And they say it's fun. But you know what? This isn't a game. It's a matter of life and death and the rule of law of course it's all illegal but then almost everything about polygamy groups is illegal so how do we help stop child labor in polygamy groups first of all if anyone witnesses child labor take pictures note the time the date the location report it to local police um, and other agencies be sure and report it to the news because so far Our civil servants do not serve in this capacity. We'll talk a little bit more about this, but right now we have a call um, on line one. We have Rudy calling from Torrey. Hello, Rudy.
3: Hi.
1: Hello, you're on the air.
3: I'm on the air? You're
1: on the air, yes. This is Doris.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, you're still talking on the show.
1: You should turn your volume down. It'll mess you up if you don't.
3: Okay. Here we are.
1: Okay. What's your question?
3: I have a comment, not a question. Okay. Uh,
1: Okay, go ahead.
3: I was a Mormon missionary in Scotland, and the number one Masonic lodge is in Edinburgh, Scotland. And Joseph Smith, when they were run out of Missouri, went to Nauru started the Masonic Lodge, and they petitioned for the state to give them a Lodge, a Masonic Lodge, Mm -hmm. and it was granted to them, and within six months, they had 660 members, became the biggest Lodge, Masonic Lodge, in Illinois. Mm -hmm. So they took their charter away. But that Nauvoo Temple was a Masonic temple. That's right. Brigham Young used that to to uh, seal all the men to Joseph Smith, not to the women. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. And he uh, he got on this polygamy kick some way. I'm not really sure how, but. We know why. He was but. a conniver. Yeah.
1: yeah, he was very much a conniver.
3: But I left the Mormon church over 30 years ago <laughs> because of that. And I was a missionary in Scotland,
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mormon missionary.
1: Mm-hmm. So you found out about that while you were on your mission? Is that how it, well, it was?
3: Well, I, you meet a lot of men and they give you the Masonic handshake.
1: Yeah, and it's the same one you learned in the temple.
3: Yeah, and I'd give it back to them, and they'd wonder if I was a Mason, and i say, no, but it's in the
1: Mormon temple. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of that's people think that, that, that that's who killed Joseph Smith was, the, the Masons, because he stole so much from them in their ceremonial um, rituals in the temple.
0: And he was sharing it with women because yeah. uh, in the temple then they were finding out about the handshakes and the tokens and signs mm-hmm. and they were, it wasn't supposed to be shared with the women
1: that's right and it was all from the masons not from god at all
3: well the women weren't supposed to be members of masonry that's
0: why what?
1: they
3: started the Relief Society. yeah that's yeah. just
1: that's exactly right and the relief society was just to cover for joseph smith's polygamy that's all it was that's
3: all it was mm-hmm. yes
1: that's all it was at, at that time it's not now, of course, but that's what it's to have it started. In fact, almost everything on early in early Mormonism started because of polygamy. Almost everything did. The word priesthood is comes from poly, if you're going to live the priesthood, you're going to live polygamy. Celestial marriage was polygamy. Uh, the endowments and all those secret and all that stuff all started as uh, as as a cover of some way or to make it easier for him to practice polygamy.
3: Well they got it from masonry, all the secret handshakes, mm-hmm. yeah. the
1: concepts. Right, but see if he could get the men to keep the secrets like the masonry um, um, uh, rituals and so on, they could keep a secret about polygamy.
3: Oh sure, yeah.
1: yeah. And so that's that was his way of ensuring secrecy for his polygamous activities. Yep. Interesting, isn't it? It's all different. Well, it is. It's all different than the whitewashed version that you get from History of the Church and some of the other books.
3: Yeah, you know, I got out of it 30 years ago, so... Well,
1: I'm you saw... Okay for me. Yeah, well, good. We appreciate your call, Rudy. certainly do appreciate the information. All right. Okay.
3: Talking to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: Very interesting. Did you know all that when you were still a oh, no. member?
3: No, I
0: didn't, and I, I hadn't really studied the fact that Joseph became a master mason within like a month or two. Mm -hmm. And what was always interesting to me was that the Kirtland Temple had been built in 1836 and didn't include any endowments or rituals. And then the Nauvoo Temple, after Joseph becomes a master mason, all of a sudden has all this ritualistic Mm -hmm. stuff in it. And of course, if God had meant that to happen, it would have been included in the Kirtland Temple. Well, and it would have many years earlier. And, and
1: they say that they're doing everything that the Solomon Temple has, but they don't. You can get the Bible and read what went on in the Solomon yeah. Temple. It had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with any of that. We appreciate your call, Rudy, to bring out some of these things to uh, the attention of our viewers. Um, back to we don't have any calls coming in right now you are welcome to call in our viewers and, and kind of uh, tune in to our discussion or weigh in on our comp- with your comments or questions but anyway let's go back to what we were talking about with the child labor yeah. uh, of the polygamy groups um, and we're talking about if, if you if any if anyone sees child labor going or uh, going on or being t- taking place in a in a construction site or something that you know of, we just mentioned earlier, take pictures, noting the date and the time and the location, and report it to the local police. Um, and report it to the news media, because often our civil servants won't do anything about it, but the news media just may take it and run with it. And if you know of a construction company or contractors who do use child labor, uh, remove them from your job if you have any say in it and report the contractor to the proper authorities. If you hire work done, you can ask them if they use child labor, and of course they'll say no, but in case you find out they do, you can place a clause in your contract that you will refuse to allow them to work if you discover that they use child labor, and then report them and you could save a life like this 14-year-old boy that died last month on that forklift accident. Mm -hmm. And this is particularly important to Southern and Northern Utah, St. George, Hurricane, Mesquite, and other towns with a high population of polygamous companies, especially construction companies.
0: Interestingly enough, Brady Williams and his brother own a construction company i don't know if you knew that from my no, five, my okay. five wives yeah, so he okay. and his brother own a construction com- i i can't honestly say that the kids are working there at this moment yeah, I, I didn't don't know that not. i understood that in the, from the program but yeah. they are running a is construction company it is
1: something to watch and there's so many children in polygamy groups so yeah. many children being born i mean this man has 24 kids
0: yeah, yeah. and you i think that they're going to be working at the construction site
1: yeah they, they just have free labor
0: yeah.
1: um and polygamous companies can outbid competition and so they get most of their jobs and they can outbid them because they have cheap child labor. And governments hire polygamous construction work because they can outbid the competition with cheap child labor. And finally the religious culture that exploits these children needs to be investigated. And the states that the FLDS live in. Um, mostly the twin cities down there on the border of Arizona and Utah, yeah. Hilldale, Utah, and Colorado City, Arizona. They turn a blind eye to the abuses by the polygamous communities, abuses that are reported and tr- proven to be true. So why don't our officials? Uh, why do they bury their collective heads and do nothing about it? How many injuries and deaths could have been avoided if they had done their jobs and done what they get paid to do, and that's protect the those who can't protect themselves. And before too many people justify working on the family farm, the children working on the family farm, that's not the point that we're making here at all. The polygamy groups have a completely different agenda. The children are expected to work as adults with or without adult supervision. They are often pulled from school to fill the child labor need. They don't get paid for their work but told they're doing it for God and they need to be building up the kingdom of God. Well, they're not doing it for God. Jesus said his kingdom is not of this world and God doesn't need anyone's help for anything, especially the children's. Okay, it looks like we have another call. On line two, we have Stan calling from Magna. Hello, Stan. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. Okay.
3: My question is to Earl, Uh, Earl. Used to go by Bishop Earl. Are you still a member?
0: Am I still a member?
3: Yeah, are you still a member?
0: No, of the Mormon Church. Yeah. No. No, I'm not.
3: Uh, you should tell that on the radio. Eight twenty-one. You say. Uh, you talk to people that got out of the church. I got out in 1980, 81. I quit smoking and drinking. <laughs> I used to go. <laughs> All the bars, the westerner included. Yeah. But now I just go to church, and I, I got out, and I just read the book, the
1: Bible, and uh,
3: believe in Him.
0: Well, that's Amen. the that's the right way to go. That's so it. yeah, praise God for that.
1: Yep, that's right. Yeah. Well, and get... I, I thank uh, Nelson,
3: there for being a good Christian. She got out of the church. Uh, got out of polygamy and she's on the show talking
0: about it more than i could yeah doris does a good job well give me your yes. email address sometime we'll have to do an interview okay thank you all right
1: give it to the operator yeah stan, give it to the operator
0: stand and, stan, and stan. Then, okay.
1: then she'll give it to him at the end of the show all right okay
0: thanks for calling thanks
1: for calling stan okay mm-hmm. uh-huh bye so he he's did found
0: Christ. He did the right he thing. He
1: got into the Bible and just yeah. reads and studies the book, the book, the only book.
0: We lose a few people coming out of the church, realizing it's not the true church, and then they just give up on God and the Bible. And, and those and things were here first. And,
1: and I know they were. And you know what? It's so interesting because the Book of Mormon teaches, and we're going to do a show on this in the future, by the way. The Book of Mormon teaches that there's only two churches: yeah. the one true Church, Lamb of God, which they say is the Mormon Church. And of course, that includes polygamy groups because they are the only true church, by the way, um, <laughs> and the church of the devil. Yeah. So when somebody leaves a polygamy group or or more any Mormon uh, affiliation, your thought is their thought yeah. is I can't go to another church; it's the church of the devil. So they yeah. don't go to anywhere. Yeah. They don't do anything. And
0: they give up on everything. Right,
1: yeah. but that's a lie. That that is a lie in the Book of Mormon because there are. A lot of good churches out there that are biblically based, and they have the gospel according to Jesus Christ right there that they teach and preach every Sunday. So don't give up on God just because you found out that you had been in a wrong church all those years. Okay, it looks like on line three we have Colleen from West Valley on line three. Hello, Colleen. Hi. uh, Yes, you're on the air, Colleen.
3: I was wondering um, I heard the other day and I don't know this is her sure, but I heard that Brigham Young I was just assumed he passed away I heard he was shot now in four days is that
1: true? Mm, that's. I've not heard that I heard he died of an illness I think it was um, appendicitis or something uh, I complications know. from that what I, I believe that's what I've heard but i never heard he was shot no I heard it from
3: three people the other day that he was uh, shot and uh, he lived four days and then uh, passed away and I just huh. wonder if that
1: was true. I have no idea. Maybe the Danites turned on him. <laughs> oh, I have I just no idea.
3: Investigating, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, that's be something to find out. If you find out, let me know. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye. Uh-huh. No, I never heard that before no, at
0: I, all. I read different things and it's never come across as a him being shot. So uh-huh. I. I don't th- imagine that's... No, that it, it was some illness,
1: know. and it seems to me like it was a complication from appendicitis, that I'm not really sure. Um, our phone lines are open, but we don't have any more calls right now, so you can call in. We've only got a few more minutes, but call in now if you do have something you'd like to say. You know, there was one XFLDS person who said um, after this Lauren Holm court victory that five million dollars a month is what powers the FLDS organization. And another person said a half a million dollars a month comes from our pockets because uh, we pay the taxes that pays for their food stamps. Now they send the men away to repent like they did with Lauren Holm and they have to repent from a distance and then they take their wives and kids, he had three wives, and they put them on welfare, put them on food stamps uh, because they have no father now for food because their father's gone. So then they collect the food stamps and then they put their children on beans and water which diet many FLDS children are on right now as we speak and have been on for months, beans and water, and they get that money put in their pockets. Well,
0: I know you've had guests on here who've said that they eat so poorly. they're not portraying that on TLC, oh, right? But they're showing. Uh, but we've had guests on that have mm-hmm. talked about just yeah. having oatmeal or some mm, very, very that. limited amount of food. For
1: some reason, um, a few months ago, Warren Jeffs decreed from his prison cell that the children could not eat anything except beans and water twice a day, and that's all they'd get.
0: And they follow that counsel. Mm-hmm.
1: The yeah. ones who are really tight in with the Warren Jeffs uh, system, yes. They mm-hmm. there are some people in Colorado City who aren't. Uh, real tight with Warren Jeffs' beliefs now, and so they've kind of come out of that. But there still are many, too many, who are, and um, so. Well, let me ask
0: you, Brady Williams—he's only married really to one woman, legally married to and one, and then the other four are are eligible for food stamps and whatever if they wanted if to
1: go collect food stamps for their ch- them and their children they did i know cody brown's wives did some of his wives i know did some that. of those
0: wives are working but uh, still mm-hmm. they, they, they qualify for they that, did probably.
1: go on food stamps some of them did i don't know i don't think they still are but they were yeah. at one time um it seems like these polygamy groups when they do things like this have little regard for the value of life Of the young members who work so hard to please their leaders and yet wonder why they are forced to suffer for for doing that. Little boys that are working dangerous construction jobs and little girls who are being married off and starting families while they're still in puberty. Uh, What value is a child in a polygamy group that exploits them so horribly? They're treated as mere commodity.
0: Well and and then when the boys grow up they If they don't fit into the system, then they're kind of kicked out. You call them lost boys? Lost
1: boys. uh Uh-huh. They're they're kicked out, too. If they don't fit in, if they disagree, or if they become competition for the young girls that the older men want to marry. And they just boot them out.
0: That's terrible' <laughs> it's, it's terrible it's treatment of,
1: uh, of another human being yeah. and and I'd like right now to give a quick update on Rachel Kingston she's been on our show twice she was the woman who got out of the Kingston polygamy group she had three little girls and the judge gave custody of those girls to her abusive polygamist husband and they are still in his custody and they are not in a safe situation. The authorities are are really not paying a whole lot of attention to the protection of these little girls. And Rachel continues to hit a dead end, and she is still seeking an attorney who will handle her case and is not afraid of the P word that she uh, kind of coined there. So will our Christian viewers please pray for Rachel and for those children and that God would intercede on her behalf and on behalf of those kids? Mm okay we have on line three mary calling from logan hello mary hello hello mary you're on the air hi doris hi i just i just really wanted to tell you that i am just very
3: um impressed with what you are doing um i am not a mormon and i have missionaries coming over and Calling me, and I am just impressed with the the open mindedness that you have. Where I can be open minded to listen to them or know from your perspective. So, anyway, I just want to thank you.
1: You're welcome, Mary. We, well, that's why we do the show is get people educated about what's going on and it also can give you some good questions to ask when you're confronted with the religion of this culture well thank you for enlightening me you do a good job thank you
0: Mary one other thing too is I think it you'd be interested in knowing what little the missionaries actually do know about many of the things that are talked about here tonight and from other programs the missionaries have a kind of a set that they teach and anything outside of that they're not very well read they don't know a lot of this stuff yeah. and so they are I'm sure that they would try to work around or circumvent some of these right. discussions.
1: They do or, yeah. or, or bring bring it to, um, to where they change the subject on you so that yeah. you don't dwell on any subject that you're asking about. But polygamy is a good subject to ask them because God is an unchangeable God both in the Bible and in the Book of Mormon. He's unchangeable. So if polygamy was good, then it's good today and you can't stop what God uh, uh, what God has called us to do, He calls us to do at uh, all time, not just part of the time. And you can use that okay. in your question. Thanks, Mary. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Uh-huh, Thank thanks. you. Thank you. Good night. Okay. Well, I think it's, if there's any more calls coming in, I think it's probably too late to take another call because we're getting towards the end of the show. There's a lot more going on in the polygamy groups than we were able or had time to tonight. We might have to do another (laughs) show to to, get current. (laughs) To get all of it in and to get current. And there's always something happening. That's one thing about polygamy. There's always something going on that we can talk about. These court
0: rulings are interesting that uh, seem to go one way one time and a different way another time. Yeah, Yeah, that's
1: so true. Thanks for coming tonight, Earl, and helping. You know, there's a popular phrase that we've all been hearing lately, repeatedly, and that phrase is, doubt your doubts. Now, we wonder how many people truly realize how dangerous that advice really is. First of all, the phrase was coined by a man from a religion that is desperately attempting to stop the enormous exodus of members from his religion, members who have discovered the truth and want no part of their lies. So this is a desperate stop-gap cliché. Secondly, doubting your doubts has no origin from the mind or the heart of God. In fact, the opposite is true because God wants you to check out your doubts. It is God who often places doubts in our hearts. To doubt them is to ignore what God may be trying to tell you. So don't doubt your doubts, but doubt the religious system and the person who has given you such bad advice. If the foundation of your religion in any way had a connection with any man but Jesus Christ, you need to embrace your doubts. But if the foundation of your beliefs is anchored in Jesus Christ alone through the cross where he bought and paid for you, then your doubts can easily be verified through reading about Jesus and his salvation in the Bible. It's in the Bible that you will find 100% grace, 100% mercy, 100% truth, and absolutely 0% works, and 0% worthiness, and 0% human origination. Don't ignore your doubts. In fact, you really should doubt the person who suggested you doubt your doubts. Trust Jesus, because he alone is trustworthy. There is no doubt about that. Thanks for watching, good night.
0: This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy What Love Is This? This program is a production of The Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.